So it, it's funny because like I, I didn't think that we was even gonna touch on, on the South at all. You know, what I'm in regards to this, you know, but the I'm South glad we did. always is gonna. The South <laughs> always. It don't mess around. They got a Florida, Georgia dude on the same. It's over with. We know too much. Yes, the South. Yes. Because now, so those things earlier on, I probably did not understand. But when I really started to kind of grab some things, and honestly, with this album, I still have to listen to it right now to gain more of an understanding, was yes. uh, Dead Press. Was Dead yes. Press. Yes, they have more than one song, people. Yes. <laughs> These cats got hits. I mean, Maybe they didn't make Billboard, but they got hits. Yes. Their, whole, their whole first album is a revolutionary blueprint. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That someone, if you really wanted to, as far as when I, because it came out in college for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it was the first time I'm like, damn, what are these dudes talking about? Like, they they on some real, real for real. You know what I'm saying? Real, real. <laughs> these cats reading mad books, son. They get educated on us. Super educated. Like you, you listen to Dead Prayers. You got to take a pause and get a Wikipedia. Like, what the hell? What are they referencing? Nah, that's real. I need to go back. I haven't listened to Dead Press in a while. The album in a long time. I, I'm gonna go back and listen to it this weekend. Actually. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, but not only is the revolutionary, they're talking about health, relationships, like yes, discipline, psychology. It yeah. is. To be honest with you, discipline. I don't, I still feel like that album could make a comeback today and be an awesome album today. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, and you know what's crazy? What's up? Some of their singles got played on Southern Radio. So those songs got played on MTV and BET. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. there was... There was, even though we're starting, starting and we'll, we, I know we're going to get into this very soon, but, you know, there was still a place for that, an accepted place for that. Now, I ain't going to front, that bass line was incredible, so it made it easier to play at the at the party. I mean, we went to college parties and hip-hop would come on, yeah. and it was, like, refreshing, like, dang, like, like, we really dancing to some revolutionary music right now. Right. I mean, like I said, the bass line, the chorus, everything is perfect about that song. But, like, it, it, it was it was real. You know what I'm saying? And then um, the song I did with Jay-Z on the remix. Um, <laughs> that song. I, I forgot about that. I forgot that song the was, 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 uh, was ridiculous, man. Oh, uh, man, what's it called? Oh, uh, Grove Street. Street. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I, I, I'm just a brave farter right now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what it was called. Hell yeah. I forgot they did a remix with Jay-Z. Yeah. 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 That was, see, we, I know we were going to talk about Jay-Z, but that was like, it was interesting that he was on it. But, uh. But see, but see, see here's the thing about Jay-Z, and I don't know Go if ahead. you discussed that previously maybe we did even though he's like making intentional decisions to be the mainstream artist that he is he still had a respectability about those other genres of music yeah and he showed love you know what i'm saying yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, Jay Z has done songs with Talib Kweli and and UGK when they wasn't popping. UGK, I mean, okay. They were popping, but not mainstream. No, no, no. They weren't. They, no, that was their first. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very willing to say that was their first Billboard hit. You yeah. know, so no, 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 but and he was referencing them in songs earlier. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I walk like a pimp, talk <laughs> like a mac. Like, oh, that's a you. You sound like UGK. Oh, <laughs> let me say another thing What's since up? we're talking about Jason UGK. That verse that everybody loves on 99 Problems. You know what I'm saying? When he says, "Not you know, not a not a bitch insists of not in the bitch insists of having a pussy, but." But, but but a bitch not having no goddamn sense trying to push me. That is a Bun B line. Mm. That is a Bun B line from 99 Problems. Like, like, put some respect <laughs> on my cousin's name out here in these streets. I had to check a New York cat really hard one day. You know, he was talking about, I don't this UGK stuff. Yeah, I ain't, da da da. If it wasn't for Big Pimpin', nobody would know who they were. I was like, who's your favorite rapper again? Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z. And I just like, that's why I quoted that line. I was like, yeah, that came from Touched off Riding Dirty. It's a Bun B line. He just stared at me. I was like, don't, 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 don't do that disrespect. Bun and Pimp again. But anyway, we riding for the South on this pod. If you ain't about, if you ain't about this, get the stuff. It's a Joe Button podcast waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? No, Joe, 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 honestly, Joe, Joe does give a, um, it's a very New York slanted pod. And he should be. He's from Jersey. But he, he, he does, um, spotlight Southern rap. So I'm just making jokes. But, um, but yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, going back to the, to the original topic of social consciousness, like, so how, how did it, so when you had this Southern group like Goody Mob, like, how did it make you look at, social conscious music differently. Oh no, we're actually talking about Dead Press, my bad. So with the Dead Press movement, you know, how did that make you feel and where do you think hip hop went from there? So I think with all of this music here, it just makes you stop and think that it's not all about the glitz and glamor that normally takes over the airwaves, whether it's on the radio mm-hmm. or the video. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it made me show an appreciation for it. Can I say it actually made me change? I would say maybe not right then and there, but it was okay. a continuation and an accumulation of those thoughts for later years mm. that probably made me make different decisions in my life for different things. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, that's dope. I yeah. mean, that that's the that's the thing. There just there just needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that around this time of the dead press movement, there was this other thing happening that sort of swallowed a lot of what was going on. Um, and so I know we've skipped over some um some. Some of the, because like I said, we had, yeah, you had Public Enemy and you had Ice Cube. And I, I definitely want to keep saying Ice Cube. Um, cause I feel like he doesn't get enough props. I think people say NWA, but if you, when, but when Ice Cube left NWA, the second album didn't have that 
that tone as much as the first album. And but Ice Cube kept running and still is running with it. Still is running with the black empowerment um movement. Um and then this other super entity came in with his own version of black empowerment and black revolution. And that's Tupac Shakur. Um and I don't think we've rebounded. I don't think re- hip hop has totally rebounded from the loss of Tupac because he was everything um, to a lot of people. Um, but he also was like the ultimate jack of all trades. You know, like Pac literally could make you dance, make you want to fall in love, make you want to beat up somebody. And then make you want to start a march up, start start a march in four consecutive songs. Yeah, like and he was just this incredible, incredible artist. Um, and a lot of the stuff we even we talk about, like you know, you know, Thug Life, you know, the hate you give, you know, that's really <laughs> that's just based on stuff Pac was saying. Um, uh, and because he was such a super personality that I feel like a lot of his message got lost and I don't think he really rebounded from it. And for you know it, like the people who were called the next Tupacs are people who shook an incredible artist right away. I'm about to say an incredible artist, but it was like they only saw one side of it. I remember when DMX was being called the next Tupac and like DMX definitely checks so many of the boxes, like the, the realness, the ruggedness, the, the appeal from the ladies, all that, but I love DMX. Yeah. But X wasn't really talking about a lot of progression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was not, that wasn't his role. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for you know, like, I remember then Jeezy, I remember when there was, Jeezy was the next Tupac. And it was still like, they saw the realness, this, this relatability, this spree appeal, the women appeal, uh, the, the ability to make these passionate anthem songs. You know what I'm saying? But, especially GZ at that time, it still wasn't the progressive nature of some of the stuff Pac was saying. Right. And because Pac was a walking contradiction, Pac would make, how do you want it? You know, and then say, keep your head up to the same ladies he was calling. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it was just this, this crazy dynamic with him, you know, like the next song, it could be hit him up. And then the next song is Holly Fahiri, which is calling for the unity. <laughs> right. So it's just, it's just, um, he was an interesting artist. He was a conflict artist. He also was a young artist. He was 24, 25 years old. And, and I think that's the thing people don't remember, understand. Like people talk about Paul like he was in his thirties. Yeah. Like I know how confused I was at 24 and 25. And so to be able to be seen as this mouthpiece for a generation, I probably would have been conflicted too. I probably would have been saying conflicting things too. He didn't get a chance to become Jay-Z and make 444. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. And so, and then with the fall of Pac and Big, a certain other person became the guy. Well, two people came to guys in two different ways. Okay. And um, I think you know the two people I'm about to say. Do you know two people I'm about to say? Ooh. One we've already talked about. That's Jay-Z. Yes, I was going to say Jay-Z, and I was going to say the other guy is Puffy. And Puffy. So yeah. let's just add, at that time, neither one of them, 
there, it turned from consciousness to black economic empowerment. And I think what they two represent. So how do you, how do you feel about that? And do you think that they diminished the mission of black consciousness or do you think they just added a different level that we didn't, we didn't really see at the time? So I think the seeds of it probably started with quote unquote gangster music. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so fair. like tide starting to turn. Okay. Um, and then I think it then evolved into where Jay-Z and Puff Daddy were, where they took it into uh, the whole economics of things and the jiggy and the party scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say, so first of all, I'm gonna say this. When Jay, I'm not ashamed to say this, at the time I was in high school, Jay-Z was my idol. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I wanted to be Jay-Z when I was in high school. He was super cool, bro. <laughs> the whole iceberg slim thing he was doing. It, no, he was cool, man. You <laughs> he know, was cool. And then also, too, Biggie was my favorite rapper. Yes. <laughs> Same here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so you had these two things going, and it definitely switched my perspective. I, I, at a time, I wanted the platinum watch and the platinum chain because them boys had it. And I yes. wanted to be jiggy just like them. Yes. So probably mentally it kind of like solidified with them and kind of like definitely consciousness was out the window. Okay, you know? that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I think the seeds of it may have started in gangster rap. Okay. With your boys like NWA and probably Dre's The Chronic and stuff like that and Snoop yeah. Doggy Style. You know, I think yeah. that's when the tide started to turn right there. I agree. I you agree. Know? Pac was that, uh, just like you said, he was the whole, and he probably was the centerpiece of the consciousness that we did have at the time, mixed yeah. in with his uh, other personalities. And he was just multidimensional, which we are as human Super beings. Super multidimensional. You know? And unfortunately, when you're in the mainstream like that, society really doesn't take multidimensionality that well. They only mm. want either one thing or the other. So, and fun's gonna win out half the most of the time. True, just the Very way true. it is. Fun's gonna fun and um excitement is gonna win out. And uh, it was the 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 hip hop scene and music in general. They twist their mind up about gangster rap very quickly when it became profitable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it went from being like. Y'all not ain't gonna get played on the radio. <laughs> like, stop the madness. Like, you, you listen to America's Most Wanted, one of the best songs on there is Turn Off the Radio. And I mean, it's literally Ice Cube talking about, he's literally calling out <laughs> like DJs and record station staff. Like, he's literally saying, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna hear your top 40, your top 30, your top 20, your top 10 until you put more hip hop in. And you're like, and he's talking about, I'm getting because they all keep pushing that same angle that you know what I'm saying that hit that that love song stuff like he's literally saying this like he's literally begging to be played on the hit you know and then the chronic and doggy style hit you know three, two three years later yep. and it's like Jenny Juice is getting played on a freaking radio station like <laughs> this is amazing Jenny Juice hard 
hard. Hard is getting played on a radio station. Like, man, y'all don't St. Ives commercials are out now with your favorite I, rapper drinking a 40 dude, in the video. In the I forgot what about the St. Ives. I forgot about St. Ives. those commercials were hitting. They were all hitting. Oh, E-40 got God. a great one. E-40 got a great one. Cube got a great one. The Wu-Tang got a great one. Scarface oh. got a great one. Biggie got a great one. Dude, you that's brought how, back memories. That's how dog. much the light switch just flicked. It was like, oh, we don't even want y'all. We don't want y'all on radio. We don't want y'all on Soul Train. Then all of a sudden, there's like commercials with rappers drinking forty ounces. Dude, they would show those Saint Eyes commercials during Black programming. They were hard <laughs> on BET, dog. Because once it gets profitable, I hate to be like this, but the um. <laughs> The man is going to figure out a way to profit off of it. There's no, I mean, I tried to make it sound nicer, but there's no other way to say it. And before you know it, guess who started to sort of fall off a little bit during this time? Mm, who's that? Public Enemy. Ooh, this is right. Started to even um, some of the other acts like um, Tribe Called Quest, who who you may not see as totally revolutionary music, but they really were just in the more hippie pre outcasty type of way of um of making trying to make stuff fun and stuff, but they were kicking some real knowledge too. Right. They they reached their peak in about ninety five, ninety six. And now you said now we're making way for, you know, the glamorization uh, of things. All of a sudden Carl Kanai ain't enough. I gotta wear Versace now. And wear stuff I never even heard of. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. what happened? Like, it's crazy. Like, the Grammys wouldn't play us back in. Next thing you know, it's the 90s, and they're full-fledged Tommy Hilfiger ads with Aaliyah and, and other hip-hop people. Right. And so, like, once the markets figure out something's profitable. And I just think hip hop has never, has nearly never changed from that, you know. And so that begs the question now, who really is the revolutionary person now or the more conscious? And I can say it's tough for me because I'm stuck in TikTok land, you know, Mm -hmm. so. (laughs) So is there someone out there who still kind of is giving some sort of balance so, I mean, we, we have a very prime example, a guy who's won multiple Grammys, uh, a guy that is a first-tier MC in quality and lyrics and in mainstream appeal. That's Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Um, so Kendrick Lamar is – so I'm about to say something controversial. Kendrick Lamar is seen as the top revolutionary MC. But Big Crit is the Big Crit to me is the better representation of the revolutionary MC. I think I would agree with that, yes. You know what I'm saying? And like this is not to diss Kendrick, because I saw Kendrick in 2010 before he was Kendrick Lamar. Like you put me on Kendrick. I remember you telling me, like, (laughs) yo, you need to listen. Cause I was asking you, like, yo, who should I like really listen to now? You know what I'm saying? You just like Kendrick Lamar. And it was because of you, I started listening to his, I think it was his first mixtape, the one where um, 
the one with he had the song with MC8, I think it was. I no, can't no, it, MC8 was on um. MC8 was actually on um um Good Kid, Mad City. His first first it's it's not his first album, but his first popular album. His first popular album. But I, I think, think I put you on Section 80. On Section 80, I think it was that. Yeah. You put me on it. I was which like, was very more progressive, which was a very super progressive album where he really was talking about issues and stuff. And I was like, who is this? Yeah. And he wasn't getting that much radio play. He wasn't getting no radio play. None. An aftermath Interscope contract will do wonders for you. <laughs> and the cosign from Dr. Dre. Like, that Dr. Dre cosign, we can talk about it. DOC. Snoop, corrupt, <laughs> M, game, oh. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, that doctor fifty to a low extent because he had the Eminem stamp too. That doctor Dre stamp mm-hmm. ain't no joke. But I'm happy for Kendrick because super happy. He still evolved as an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he is. I mean, this dude pretty much curated the Black Panther soundtrack. Like, I mean, he, he is, he is, um, he is the alternative, along with another artist that shit that I'm about to mention, J. Cole. They are the alternatives to Drake and Future. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like J. Cole and Drake are super mainstream artists. Um. And J. Cole, probably more than Kendrick, I mean, they both spit a lot of progressive things. Um, Crit, um, you know, J. Cole had Jay-Z. J. Cole's Cole's been on Rock Nation for a long time, so he got that stamp. Crit just never got that stamp. and, and, And this is my bias. I feel like Crit's music is not as accessible as the other two. What I mean about that, well, that's what I mean by accessible, because I think that music sort of makes accessibility be the super positive thing. But inaccessibility, to me, always just means, like, you got to really listen. Mm. Like, Kendrick may all right. And, like, I guarantee you most people don't know a single lyric from that song. But I'm going to be all right. I'm going to, you know, humble, like, be humble. Like, 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 like Kendrick can do that, man. You know what I'm saying? And J. Cole has done that too in a lot of songs, whereas Crit stuff is hella, hella Southern. Like, like, he from Mississippi, that you could tell. Like, this is, this is, this is AT Aliens, Riding Dirty, Space Age Forever ish. Yeah. And so, like, most people who I know are really in the Crit. Are people who really grew up, who really were into the people I just said. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my sisters in the crib, my cousins are in the crib, but my cousins also in Eight Ball MJG, and they're also in the UGK, and also in the Outcast, and the Goody Mob. You know what I'm saying? And Scarface. So to them, it's like, oh, this is my net. This this is this is the guy carrying that banner. And you know, speaking of banner, I would not mention. I would not. I would I can't mention conscious music in the South without mentioning the great David Banner as well. I want to make sure I put him out there too because he has uh, been carrying the flag. But also, and he's talked about this. It's like he's trying to balance like a pimp, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It sounds like my Uzi, which you're talking about, you know, uh, revolutionary um, thinking. Mm-hmm. And so it's just hard. Like you got to you got to try to pay the bills. And also you want to have some fun. You want to be ignorant. You want to talk about getting girls at the club. And so you can't be all one thing. But, uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. They, they are, they're artists. They're artists. I mean, we talk about Craig Kendrick, J. Cole, Rhapsody. If you're not on Rhapsody, please get on the Rhapsody. Rhapsody is an incredible MC. And I'm only calling her, I'm only just saying that just so people look up the right way. There's a woman. Yeah, yeah, she's freaking ridiculous. Out of, out of Carolina. Um, she is stupid dope. Stupid dope. Her last um album, Eve, she actually names every song after a, um, um, after um, a, a, a black female hero. So there's a song after, named after Oprah. There's a song named after Harriet. There's a song named after Athena Shakur. And each one of those songs talk. So the Oprah song is about, you know, your money, being responsible with your money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the Athena song is about, you know, you know, like love and, you know, motherhood. Like, like, so like, please like check it out. Like, it's, 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 I didn't hear about her honestly until last year she was on the breakfast club that was the first time i ever heard of her okay and, okay okay you know and just listen to a couple of her songs you can appreciate an mc who's trying to be an artist who's trying to put some well who's trying to put some thought into yeah. their body of work yeah. and that's what seems like she's doing you know yeah. like she had this joint where um i think they were in brooklyn or Harlem, the video and then she had you know the muslim woman still being fly yeah i know you're talking about yeah 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 stuff yeah, like that yeah. Yeah. While still rocking her fancy, her like fancy name brand designer stuff, you know, it was just kind of like showing that dynamic and that artistry. Yeah, it was just I appreciated where she was coming, like how, where she was coming from. You're talking about um, I'm going to mispronounce the song um, but it's I I I Ibataje, <laughs> Ibataje, yeah, 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 man. Hey, raps if you see this, I apologize for mispronouncing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to. I didn't want to say it without, you know, because I, I knew a song you talk about, but mm-hmm. me even reading the word, reading the title, didn't help. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you talking about. Appreciate that, you know. So, good stuff, man. It's funny how the I would say J Cole and Kendrick are probably the most considered lyrical in the business right now. Top lyrical MCs. Mm-hmm. Big Crit is still doesn't get the shine that he deserves. But he better than both of them. And mm. I, 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 I put that on everything I love. Crit is a better lyricist than both of them. To wow. me. And I'll yeah. put that on that. Like, yo, you know, kick those, you know, please <laughs> just ignore me. If you so upset right now, just listen to Free Don't Mute Me. If you don't listen to part. But um, I feel like we, we're going to have to have this talk about lyricism uh, very soon uh, and who we think is a great lyricist. I think Kendrick and Cole are both both incredible lyricists, like mm-hmm. top tier, you know, to me, especially top tier for this time. And like, I think even in the grand scheme of things, like I wouldn't put any, I don't think I, I know I wouldn't put Kendrick below to tier, top, um, the second tier. And um, I'd have a hard time putting J. Cole lower than that tier two. Um, but I think that crit is on that same tier with them. I think mm-hmm. at the most they're even is what I'm saying. Yeah. But, um, I don't think the gap between them is so much that I, if someone was like, oh, Kendrick and Crit, and they just said Crit doesn't belong at that level, I would be like, like you know, like they're, they're, they're on the same level of MCing. And I argue, I'm a big content person. Yeah. Um, 
Crit has the incredible amount of content that it takes to me. Because sometimes you can just rap for rapping. M, that's my dog. For M be rapping for rapping a lot. Like the flows there, and the syllable, the, the multi syllables, um, the 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 the, the multi um, um interline rhymes. You know, when someone can rhyme within the same bar <laughs> multiple mm. times, like M. Technically, the Eminem I think is the best technical rapper that I have ever heard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And um, like you know, like Rakim is a god level technical rapper. You know, pun technical rapper like you know the, the art of of making bars and rhymes count are yeah. incredible and but content has to come along co- content has to be a part of that too so if you're rapping to rap and being super technical i respect that i'm riding with it i love it but i would sacrifice some of that technical expertise for content you know what I'm saying? That's then that that that's that's me. You know what I'm saying? I know not everybody feels that way. And that's why hip hop is great because people have their things they listen for and what makes them think someone is a great MC. And so, but uh there and I and I say that because there's somebody like Scarface, for example, who I know people like he's not a great technical rapper. Like he's not, but the content, those lines, they count. And so if, you, if it's okay, I'm going to transition to one more group that I want to talk about, about social, social kind. And that's, that's Run the Jewels, mm. um, Killer Mike and LP. Um, what, 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 I know we talked a little bit about this, but you're saying that you're, you're, you're not, you, I don't know if you listened to some of their new stuff yet. I know we talked about this on the last cat. Last yeah. Five. So I've listened to their very first album, which mm-hmm. if you guys have not listened to it yet, it is definitely some conscious music in there like yeah. i was like i was surprised how good the album was to be yeah. quite honest with you. and i haven't heard their latest albums yeah. but the first album that i heard i was like okay killer mike came through with it and your boy i forgot his name please pardon LP, me lp lp thank LP, you lp el producto el producto uh they just was dropping some knowledge through their music man and yeah. it was some energy music too. It 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 gets you pumped up. Yeah. What they've done is they're the I would call them the kids of public enemy. Mm. Mixed with some rage to the rage in the machine. Rage against the machine. Rage against thank you. Rage against the machine mixed with some goodie bob and outcast. Okay. And so you have LPU's Brooklyn. You know, and um, if you if you're not familiar with LP, LP has been around for a long time. LP is a white guy, very important. Um, he came up with um the group Company Flow, and became a solo artist. Um, later, he has some of the best. Um, he LP's a hard listen if you're from if you listen to stuff that we listen to a lot because his flow is not smooth. It's not a smooth flow. You know what I'm saying? So like. I, you realize like a lot of the New York artists that have staying power or, or got blew up in the South, they had a very smooth, relatable flow. So you talk about the Maces, the Biggies, even the 50s, the Jay-Z's, of course. Oh, my gosh, I can't right. believe I almost left out Jay-Z. Um, whereas I know people who don't like Nas because they don't like the way he raps. They're like, oh, it's sort of, it's not as, it's not as clean. Well, LP ain't 
that clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's not Rakim. He's not Jay. So if you can get past that, he says some of the greatest things that I want to um, spotlight a couple just of lines uh, from – we talked about this song last time, Walking in the Snow, but I want to just – point out um just a couple lines that 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 lp and killer say in, in, in just this one song um funny fact about a cage they never built for just one group so when that cage is done with them and you're poor it'll come for you and i was like wow and then just a couple li- so remember that cage reference so a couple lines later he goes Pseudo-Christians, y'all indifferent, kids in prisons ain't a sin. If even one scrap of what Jesus taught connected, you'd feel different. When I first heard this song a couple weeks ago, you know, as soon as it, you know, they put it up on, you know, put it up on the um, streaming services, you know, I'm, I'm working out. Like I'm doing my little workout, trying to stay, trying to stay, trying to stay sexy out here, you know, for my wife, you know what I'm saying? So... I put this on while I was doing my steps and I had almost tripped over the step when I heard that line, those lines. I was like, oh my gosh. Like that is that's crazy. That's that real it's incredible. Like it's really incredible of like consciousness music doesn't mean weak, doesn't mean, you know, but like that's some real challenging stuff to say about this current system. You know what I'm saying? And then Killer in the same song. <laughs> so in the same song, they promise education, but really give you tests and scores. And they predict in prison population by who's scoring the lowest. Usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. Until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in your house and couch and watch it on TV. The most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy, replaced with apathy. I wish you could magically fast forward to the future so then you could face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they're coming from you the day after they come from me. Wow. I want you to understand that I, it probably sounds like they wrote this yesterday. This album got released a month ago. They wrote this last year. That is conscious music. That's power. It's not weak. It, I promise you the beat is crazy. So if you want to listen to it, walking <laughs> in the freaking snow. Um, the whole RTJ4 album is just ridiculous. But um, but there, there is there is a market for this, and let me put this out there: Lil Baby, who is one of the top most mainstream artists right now, he put out a song that's a conscious song a couple weeks ago, and it's been killing. It's it's been it's been it's been doing great. Um, and I will say that um, in my world, I did see a lot of. Uh, it's called the Bigger Picture. If you want to check it out, um, it's got trust me, it's not you're not gonna have trouble finding it. It's like got. I've probably got 80 million views. It's a very popular song. It's based in comparison to the song I just said before it. And I heard people say like, oh, people, they get on the bandwagon, like there's Kendricks and Crits and Run the Jewels and J. Coles and Rhapsodies, they out there. Y'all ain't boosting they songs up like this. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I'm glad Lil Baby made the song. Because you know what? 
not everybody was public enemy that made these songs. I want y'all to go back and listen to Self Destruction. Mm. Or 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 uh, or in the same game. And these were collaborative songs. These were songs where the East Coast did their version, the West Coast did their version. Once again, um self destruction and all in the same gang. All in the same gang featured Easy E, <laughs> MC Ren, Dr. Dre, MC Hammer, Digital Underground, aka Humpty Hump, King T, Young MC, Bust the Move Dude. I, that's a hammer already. MC Hammer on the song. And they're literally talking about, let's stop this gang violence mm-hmm. in LA. The East Coast did their version called Self Destruction, and it was Dougie Fresh, <laughs> Heavy D, MC Light, Chuck D, KRS One, Stetsasonic. Like, it knows what I just, if you remember the name of the song, Self Destruction, these weren't anti police songs, these were of telling us to do it. Social yeah. consciousness is not just the police and the system. It's also our role in, in loving and helping each other. And um, and so that's part of social consciousness too. And so um, I hope that I, I, I hope that this pod, you know, gives you some insight or, or makes you want to check out some artists that we said or some stuff that we didn't say. This will not, this is not a one-off. We'll continue to do these things. Um, one person I did not mention, I'm reserving this conversation for a later conversation when we have our New York conversation. Uh, we uh, hope we hope to have a pod we talk about. I don't want to call it the fall of New York hip hop, but we definitely want to show the transition of what, what made New York, no longer hold the mainstream crown and um one very sensual figure that is 50 cent so we'll i want to reserve that uh conversation for that one but uh Fred, i'll turn it back over to you man yo man it's been some great conversation here oh yeah see i know it was a little serious i know this was a little bit more serious in the last part but listen know. man we yeah. just go where it takes us yeah yeah and man. i'm happy with that no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. What I'm gonna go into next to is what we're gonna talk about for the next show. Yo, we got a surprise for y'all. Uh, so, um, one series that Frito and I <laughs> last year uh, in 2019 took up a lot of our time, a lot of our dialogue was the Wu Tang series. Um, I want to. I feel comfortable calling it semi-biographical representation of the Wu Tang. It's on Hulu, um, and so what we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna revisit that, and we're actually gonna do a episode by episode um, uh, reflection, review, recap, whatever you want to call it for each one of the episodes. So, um, so the next pod we will review episode one from the Wu Tang series. So go ahead and please check that out, especially before uh, you check out episode three. And we're just going to just sprinkle those in. So, yeah. you know, sprinkle those in within our podcast. I'm really excited to talk about it. Of course, we're not just going to talk about the episodes because um, we can never stay on topic. That's not the point. No, these are conversations. So you're definitely going to get some. That's also why we've been holding back a lot of Wu-Tang talk because <laughs> – <laughs> trust me trust me we we got a i know we from the south the dirt the dirty but uh we we are some we do consider ourselves some woo heads so uh we'll be sprinkling a lot of uh wu-tang 
stories, retain album conversations, song category, song um, conversations, and go from there. Bet that up. Thank you, Willie. Thank you to everyone out there. Please, guys, if you do want to check us out, you can check us out on YouTube, you. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. The handle is Frito and Willie. Holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? Thank you very much for listening, and we greatly appreciate it for all of y'all. We out. All right, man.